Welcome to the MBA Jam Podcast with your host, Avinash Bajaj. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the MBA Jam. This is your host and founder, Avinash. Today we are speaking to someone who has done his MBA a long time ago. So it will give us a great perspective on how his career has progressed since then. Today we are speaking to Mr. Vikram Aditya Dugal, or Vikram. <laughs> Uh, Vikram has done his MBA from the University of Rajasthan. He's held a variety of positions at State Bank of India, one of the most premium banking institutions in India, in a career spanning 22 years. Since then, he has thrown himself in the sphere of education in HR and organizational development. However, for the last four and a half years, he's been involved in an organization called Abhivyakti as the chief energizing officer. <laughs> Let's find out more about this in this conversation with him. Vikram, welcome to the show. Thank you, Avinash. Thank you. <laughs> so, first of all, Vikram, we really appreciate, you know, it's it's 10.30 p.m., uh, close to 11 p.m. actually in India. And thanks a lot for taking out this time very late in the evening for you. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's late, but uh, when it comes to sharing uh, your perspective with a larger audience and that to the younger generation, it's never too late. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. So, Vikram, as, as I mentioned, you know, you've done MBA a long time ago. So, to be honest, it's very hard for me to even start, you know, in, in a place for me. So, I, th- I think, why don't you start with how your career has progressed um, since, since time, even before and maybe even after the MBA. Like, I'm happy for you to begin with wherever you think suitable. So, uh, I would start it like this, that uh, how I got into MBA, that's the first uh, question I would like Mm -hmm. to uh, create and respond to. So, uh, when I was doing my uh, graduation, that's the time when I had thought, uh, when I had seen that uh, there are people who go into MBA, premier institutions, and uh, that's what kindled in me the desire to do MBA. And when I was in my final year, I started preparing for those entrance examinations Mm -hmm. and uh, ultimately landed up in uh, University of Rajasthan, which was a very prestigious institution at that time. Uh, How long long back was this? Sorry to interrupt, but just to get a perspective of the time at that point of well. So how long back was this and what were you doing your graduation in at that point of time? So my graduation was in commerce. I did my BCom, mm-hmm. and uh, my post-graduation MBA was 1982 to 1984. Right. Quite an era back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and then after doing my MBA, I was trying my hands at uh, uh, different options. I worked within uh, my my neighbors' organize means my my relatives' organizations, mm-hmm. and ultimately. Moved towards uh, State Bank of India, again got into a test and appeared in an examination and so on. And that's when I thought that my kind of career is sorted. And uh, continued to do quite well in the bank, progress, different roles, responsibilities, did quite well in every role that I was given. And uh, then uh, there was a little transition that happened in my career in the sense in the in terms of uh, the bank brought me into their learning system mm-hmm. so i got posted into one of the premier colleges of the country mm. of state bank of india and 
that's what uh, changed the career path i discovered within me that this is my passion and uh, i need to continue to move forward in this space and uh, the only way possible was to move out of the bank to continue because in the bank uh, the roles and responsibility have a tenure and right. you have to move on right right so that's how it uh, worked out right right so you you mentioned that it's it's a premier institution within the state bank of india what what does that mean does sbi run you know educational courses within the sphere of banking or how does that of work of course of course uh, uh-huh. uh, if you look at uh, the current uh, manpower strength in state bank of india it is uh, 230000 plus minus some number mm. so to keep uh, this workforce updated so state bank has a very robust training system which is distributed into two levels basically one right. is uh, we have smaller training institutions spread across the country and then we have some premier means uh, apex colleges which are only very limited in number so in hyderabad state bank has a staff college right now very recently its name has been changed but at that time it used to be called state bank staff college and uh, that happened to be one of the oldest in management education in the country right right i see i see so so you got into this training sphere within the confines of of state bank ah, of india right 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 so what what were you typically teaching i was uh, teaching uh, in the area of personal development right okay uh, you you can just to mention couple of themes like uh, working in teams resolving conflicts right leadership development emotions time management all these subjects which relate to uh, the individual's behavior at the workplace i see i see i see so so what actually motivated you to stay within the state bank of india for that many years did you ever consider exploring this outside the realm of spi uh you'll have to rephrase the question slightly because when i was in the bank i never knew that i there can be a possibility of moving out uh, <laughs> right so only when i got into the training system and only when i was able to see that i am developing in this sphere yeah and i would like to continue in this sphere that's when i started exploring the options outside i see i see interesting right. yeah okay okay that's that's really interesting so you know at at what yeah so how how did it continue from there <laughs> uh so uh so the one good thing that happened with me at that point of time was uh, in hyderabad itself in another premier uh, management training institution which is called administrative staff college of india mm-hmm. so they provided me an opening they took me in as a professor and uh, there also again i was into teaching however my exposure widened because there i started interacting with people from different organizations different levels and uh, different kind of industries also right so uh, that further enhanced my confidence and uh, uh, i i actually stayed in that organization only for about 2 years because uh, deep down there was a desire to start something on my own mm. 
and uh, after two years, I left that place. However, incidentally, it took me another two and a half years to actually start my work with the name Avivakti that you mentioned. Right, right, right. So, 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 what, what, you know, what, what caused a longer time period? Was it? Uh, were you were you staying on in that place for longer to get more experience, or did did personal circumstances you know stop you from no, taking actually, the leap earlier? Left, <laughs> I had I I had left that uh, organization. However, I got another opportunity uh, in the form of a job. I see. And uh, I thought, okay, let me continue for some more time, uh, develop some more confidence. But I, I think that was the only reason to stop me for a little longer right to start yeah right yeah. right very interesting so so yeah tell us a little bit about abhivyakti what is abhivyakti all about and you know what yeah I, I can understand your motivation to go up to that point but yeah what what is it all about so abhivyakti uh, is an organization the name uh, itself is uh, is a sanskrit name which means the expression hmm so I personally believe that uh, we are all looking ourselves to express in some way or the other, right? We right. all want to express. Yeah. And uh, enabling people to find that expression is very, very fulfilling. Right. So that's how the name was coined. And uh, we are into three typical areas. One is... Uh, Training, second is coaching and third is consulting right so we work for different organizations in different sectors design and create our own programs so that's how we are empowering the organizations and individuals I see very interesting do you do you also work across the different sizes of organizations or do you have some kind of a typical kind and size of organization uh, see uh, we have a little challenge in working in smaller organizations because mm-hmm. the size of the workforce is not as big as mm. would involve us for a longer time. Uh, but I say that any organization which has a strength of 200 plus mm. Mm. have the possibility of getting our work and uh, the quality of the work that we deliver. Yeah, exactly. And I'm wondering, you know, it's- do small organizations even have the same challenges of of expressing i think the challenge is becoming uh, sorry they become much bigger when the organization grows in size right because then you create multiple hierarchical barriers that may not be the same problem in small organizations agreed agreed fully fully and uh, that's why it's very important for organizations which are starting to set up these processes people processes very strongly right from the beginning Mm. because once the culture sets in these things become very difficult to tweak correct correct but i i i don't know what you think but even the culture is something that kind of grows with the organization right it's very hard to set a culture in place and then grow it from there uh i i would like to differ here okay because uh uh culture starts setting right from the time uh, the people who are in the organization at the beginning right what whatever they are looking forward to that's what the culture starts becoming and uh, that's why it's very very important to start reinforcing 
right from the time when they're starting and every new person is getting into the organization yeah so uh, let me let me share a small uh, story mm-hmm. here sure. i came across uh, a startup and uh, they were uh, not very keen on they were not very sure about what culture is all about and what should they do about it so it was just progressing and uh, people were conducting themselves in the way they wished to mm-hmm. and uh, some of those examples were unproductive for the organization and it took them very long to get rid of those people who are being counterproductive so that's why and the same person the founder himself shared that it's very important to set people processes right right from the beginning i see very interesting yeah very interesting uh, very interesting let 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 me just add a couple of things here yeah yeah of course uh, the culture of openness in communication the culture of collaboration all these things start right from the beginning so it's it's very very important and the moment the organization becomes 50 plus or 100 plus strong it becomes very difficult to bring a change there yes yes exactly so that's 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 what my suggestion to startups is exactly exactly so so do do you try to go in as early as possible as soon as they start think as as soon as they start looking like they're getting big would you ideally want to go there as early as possible i would love to i would <laughs> love because uh, at that time it's easy also because people are ready to receive that kind of input correct they are willing once uh, they have uh, kind of hardened themselves yeah then it's difficult to change them also the question that obviously comes is oh we have been doing like this uh, for so long why suddenly you are thinking of bringing a change and so on and so forth so that becomes the challenge yeah exactly so you know yeah. o- over these years over the years of of you training so many people you must have come across so many people who have done mba and and you yourself have done the mba so what is your what are your thought process on that what do you think are you know some of the challenges that mbas have generally you've seen face and do you have any tips or advice for those who are right now either thinking of doing their mba or or have just probably finished their mba so a uh, couple of thoughts that come uh, mm-hmm. when this question is asked first is ask yourself this question why do you want to do mba many uh, graduates who come out of uh, engineering or other courses they think of doing mba just because they want to acquire another degree mm. it doesn't work and why it doesn't work is uh, their kind of desire is to get into any institution which is offering a course in mba mm. right and uh, that becomes again uh, uh, two years go by not adding as much value so my recommendation to those who are uh, thinking of doing the mba would be first ask yourself why do you want to do it mm. to do it from a place which adds substantial value right don't do it from any institution and every institution 
Right, but how how would you define substantial value? Uh, see, in uh, today's era, when a lot of research information is available, mm-hmm. you can figure out uh, which institutions are offering which kind of uh, value addition. Right, 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 you, right. You can, and you can also get in touch with uh, the alumni of those institutions and find out what's happening. Right, right. So what you're so, saying is that try, try to dig into. Absolutely. Dig into this point a little further, like like try and measure the value as much as possible instead of Absolutely. like the degree is one uh, aspect, but where you do matters very, a lot. Very important, very important. And uh, third thing uh, from my own experience, uh, it has come to my understanding is doing MBA after some work experience is much more beneficial hmm. than doing MBA immediately after your initial degree. Right, because you know what happens is then you are able to acquire all the knowledge and information that is being shared with you from the per- perspective of application. You are able to relate to whatever you are learning in the classroom with what you have experienced at workplace one month, two months, six months earlier during your job scenarios. And uh, that's what is very important to learn in MBS. How do you actually go and apply this at the workplace? Yeah. Otherwise, uh, uh, as it happens in many other courses, and I won't say only in India, it happens across the world. Uh, many courses offer a lot of knowledge, but when it goes to application, that's where a big question mark comes in. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it's a very relevant point. I think that's the last point is especially the most, um, you know, interesting one. I've had uh, numerous uh, debates with different people on this. Um, I actually agree with you that uh, it, it's really relevant to do it uh, with a great work experience um, because it helps you give perspective and it gives you some context um, on, on, on what you're learning. Um, on the other hand, looking back, I wish I would have probably taken a little more longer before I did my MBA. So, so on, on this topic, do you have your personal recommendation on how many years after your work should you do an MBA? Like, is it two, three, five, six? What, what are your personal thoughts on like number of years? So, so uh, first, let me come back to what you said about yourself. Okay. Uh, you should have uh, waited for some time and then done the MBA. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which year did you pass out in MBA? I finished my MBA in 2011. So, I did 2010 to 2011 that, that year. Ah, so, 2011 and I did it in way back in 1984. Right. So, we experienced similar scenario, right? Right. <laughs> which means even now, uh, there are not enough number of people to guide the MBA aspirants as to what's the right way to go forward. Yeah. So that's why it becomes very important that work experience. In fact, I, 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 if I have to take a decision about MBA courses in the world, I would say no one will be allowed into MBA without work experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm That'll just really making a very, uh, yeah. very bold. It's a very bold statement. But uh, yeah. And uh, uh, coming back to how many years of work is uh, useful before you come into MBA, I would say minimum two years. Mm, good. Two to six years is a good period. After that, again, uh, your learning ability starts coming down mm. because again, you're, then you start challenging whatever is happening in the classroom. <laughs> That's a really good perspective. I, 
right you start challenging no no it doesn't work this way this is only theory it doesn't work in the organization so those kinds of challenges can come up right so because by then you might have been hardened even in the way you work <laughs> yeah that conditioning uh, happens right and human beings get conditioned very very fast right exactly that's that's a really yeah. good point do you do you sorry continue i can ask my question yeah yeah yeah. Afterwards. yeah yeah please please you ask the question right right so so on the on the same topic do you face the same challenges when you go for training in in the organization that you go to do you do you face different challenges when you're training younger people in that organization versus probably the older people who are again conditioned in a certain manner of course of course <laughs> how do you deal with that so uh, that's where uh, the skill of a trainer comes handy <laughs> that you have to set the context of the training hmm. uh, i never go into a training room just to offer what i know hmm i go into a training room with a desire to help the people who are in that room so that they can start doing a little better in their workplace or maybe in their personal lives also for example uh, in the organizational context there are a lot of people who have messed up their personal lives mm. that time for themselves the time for family time to for recreation is not enough so how do you strike a balance so my intention of going into a training room is how can i help this person sitting in front of me to be a little better in the life right personally as well as professionally and it takes a little time to set that context so the moment uh, so the moment as a as a facilitator i don't even call myself a trainer i say i am a facilitator so the moment i am able to convey that i am here to kind of support you in making your personal professional lives a little better people become a little more receptive they open a little more their questions become different their uh, receptivity their participation everything undergoes a change yeah that's really interesting how how is the perspective of such um you know uh, communication in india at the moment the reason i ask is because i'm in the uk right now i work in a in a company in the uk and over here for example you know there is there is actually a therapist that comes in maybe once a month or, or once a couple of weeks and again the context is very similar to what you're saying there are obviously some challenges people might be facing in work or outside work but that gives you the space to talk to a therapist more regularly um I- I don't know I haven't worked in India for a long time but I think in India if you go with this mindset of hey we bring a therapist people might be like but I don't have any mental problems why should I go right. talk to a therapist <laughs> right right true 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 it's it's a kind of uh, what's that taboo you can use the word taboo stigma yeah oh why this person has gone to this therapist yeah exactly so, so what you're saying okay you're you're saying facilitator now you and i know that at the end of the day it adds value to the organization as well because you're 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 making each person a more efficient at their work but do companies actually uh-huh. think it adds value in that perspective or do they actually just focus on the roi <laughs> so even if it ultimately see ultimately we are dealing with commercial organizations yeah <laughs> so it has to turn into numbers correct so Yes it's true that it has to turn into numbers but it's a process it's not that today we 
do the facilitation and tomorrow they'll start uh, seeing the results in their bottom lines and those kinds of numbers so it takes time and uh, that's where the organizations i would say specifically when it comes to uh, behavioral competencies mm-hmm. the organizations need to have a little patience Mm. and secondly they need to kind kind of provide a supportive environment where the new behavior can be practiced and not judged and questioned correct and uh, that's again a challenge for a participant yeah when i want to demonstrate a new behavior and uh, people start looking at slightly differently why this person is behaving in a different way till yesterday he was different so that kind of support is also required for people to move towards better behaviors much faster yeah yeah absolutely absolutely agreed so coming coming to the more specific point on where we are right now is uh-huh. is is that the reason you agreed to have this conversation i'm trying to understand the motivation is it because you're so passionate about giving back and and teaching the community like what made you say yes because you said yes very quickly and uh-huh. really appreciate but just to understand your perspective on why you you wanted to come onto the show and how you wanted it to be you know communicated that's a that's a good question going uh, asking about my motivation for this program <laughs> so uh, there are two reasons i would say here uh, one is uh, it gives me a platform to share what i believe in deep down mm. i can share it with a larger audience i don't know uh, uh, how much is the audience that you generally have uh it varies but it's it's in several thousands now <laughs> so speaking to you for one hour will give me an exposure to several thousands that's yeah. one thing mm-hmm. second is even more important uh one of my part of my passion is to reach out to the youth whatever provides me an opportunity to interact with a uh, younger generation be it school level children i love to interact with them because the moment we are able to bring a little more clarity and confidence at that age we are actually creating a new generation which mm. is actually going to hold on to the organizations and the nations so that was the second uh, reason that i said spontaneously said yes nice nice yeah. very good i really really appreciate that um you know w- one thing i think it's quite relevant to ask you so let's say you know looking back even 10 20 years from now is there is there something that you wish you could have changed at that point of time to do differently than what you did in terms of in terms of career, about my or, career yeah about your career yeah so uh, what i would say is uh, i if i had taken the decision to start looking at opportunities outside my existing organization which was state bank of india very safe and secure and stable job and progressing also well uh, if i had got this opportunity to look around a little earlier than what i did i think uh, things could have been slightly different however i have no regrets about that because we take decisions when we take decisions it's as yeah. simple as that so that's the only thing means what i would like to say many people are getting into organizations 
just looking at this word security yeah uh, yeah specifically into public sector and government jobs they look into the security aspect and that's how they get into the organizations i say please <laughs> remove the word security from get into these organization great but come into these organization to contribute and make a difference not for your security alone because the word security sometimes uh, becomes a stumbling block in our progress yeah yeah exactly exactly do you, do you think that is still a trend with with some of the young startups coming up and the tech tech uh, industry kind of changing the the atmosphere so i tech industry is definitely changing the atmosphere in fact uh, in uh, some of the institutions they have incubation centers where uh, they encourage uh, to to encourage startups to encourage them means people who are passing out to get into mm. startups right away so that's something very positive mm. however still many people come out of those institutions just to get into very safe and secure job and i am saying these words with a lot of emphasis and underline <laughs> right and uh, that's how they are not able to grow as fast as they could actually uh, it, it could have actually been possible for them yeah 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 exactly i always see that i always see that exactly how 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 many inst- how many companies does abhivyakti influence right now so at a given point of time we are working with about 6 to 7 clients right and uh, that keeps on uh, means there's a there's a continuous uh, churning that continues to happen one project gets over and new one starts this continues so yeah. at a given point of time we are generally working with six or seven clients i see i see because you you have such great thoughts and such great uh, you know insights into this i'm wondering are you are you planning to do something to kind of expand the horizon um, faster as well like i don't know like do, do you do you like write articles on it are you planning to write like a book on it or are you planning to like spread the word through through other medium because i think these kind of insights need to go out to a lot more people <laughs> okay that's why again uh, uh, you have given me a little opening for marketing go on of course <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i don't know how did you guess that but uh, yes there is a book that i'm writing oh awesome i did uh, not i i just felt the right thing yeah. for you <laughs> yeah so that title of the book that i'm writing is also very interesting uh-huh. irresistible irresistible workplaces kill resistible workplaces Ir- irresistible irresistible workplaces wow okay so what makes an organization irresistible to people who are working in and also the external stakeholders right why should i deal with only this organization and no one else i don't even care for what is the pricing but this is an irresistible organization for me that so is that's really the interesting theme, uh, yeah. that's the theme that i'm working on and uh, this book is likely to come out at the year end okay and uh, what i'm doing in this book is uh, one part of the book will be uh, my thoughts captured from my experience and my interactions with various people mm. second part of this book will be some interviews some insights from the industry leaders right either ceos or hr heads of uh, 
good companies, reasonably good-sized companies. So I'm capturing their thoughts, taking interviews, and uh, that will be another part of my book. So that's how. Uh, that's one thing I'm doing. Second is uh, I have a YouTube channel, uh-huh. which already has 40 plus videos. And what I do in that is every week I upload a video which is uh, only about two minutes duration. Right. And in like those short two and minutes, snappy. Yeah. Short and snappy, and it carries a quick message. Right. So that's another thing that I'm doing to reach out to larger audience. And uh, if you can share some ideas, they are also welcome. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, this this is fantastic. I had no idea that you're writing a book. So how are, are you are you focusing only on organizations in India or are you actually thinking of global? Uh, actually, my my intention would be global. Mm-hmm. However, my reach to global CEOs and HR heads is... Uh, limited at this yeah, time if yeah. you can connect me to some where i can interact with some ceos through skype and record their conversations right i'll be happy to do that interesting i'll be happy to do that yeah yeah i mean that'll be fantastic i think i think you can definitely uh we can definitely keep in touch and when this book is released um you know uh-huh. we can again uh, promote it um sure, on this sure. channel as well Sure, sure, sure. Fantastic. Sure. That that's that's really uh, helpful. Um, the other thing I just wanted to understand is this is quite specific, but you know, let's say I, I placed you in a room with the MBA program directors and lecturers. You can pick uh-huh. anyone. <laughs> you know, okay. what would you tell them to improve their curriculum? What would I tell them to improve their curriculum? Uh, I would tell them that make your curriculum relevant to the current needs, number one. Number two is make your curriculum as an applied knowledge. Mm. Like uh, we used to come across this term, there is one behavioral science, another is applied behavioral science. Mm. So similarly in MBA courses also, there is knowledge, there is applied knowledge. So how do I go back to the work? I I, let's say I read, read something about research methodology. Hmm. Now, how do I go and use it at my workplace, even if I'm able to use 10% of what I've acquired in that research methodology course or any other course, I think it'll be great. So the application part has to come in and people have to start practicing right during their MBA course. Hmm pick up projects and where they can apply the knowledge they have acquired and of course there will be some concepts which actually drive the whole knowledge so let the concepts remain but how do I make those concepts relevant to my work that has to be established and only then these MBA courses will become even more successful yeah yeah no completely agreed now you know after so many years since you finished your MBA are there are there certain key learnings that you have taken away from it that you've been able to apply all these years uh, I would say not of course not of course 100% yeah of course but yeah. <laughs> some, some, of, some of the learnings uh, I still carry from my mm. MBA course are specifically about human behavior mm. I don't know that's how perhaps I drifted towards, uh, yeah. ultimately <laughs> towards facilitating human behavior so the courses which were relevant to human behavior how people uh, 
uh, behave in certain given context how do people work in teams what are the challenges of people working in teams how do we become more effective what are the issues in time management so those were the courses which actually fascinated me even though i my major in my mba was finance mm. but i never practiced that really <laughs> even though i was in a bank but i never got to apply right. those uh, those learnings uh, in my job scenario nice 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 but at least but at least there have been some of these key learnings that you would need you been able definitely, to correct definitely definitely perfect definitely. perfect um vikram what is what is the one thing you wish i had asked you <laughs> what is one thing you wish uh, i wish you yes. had asked that's a very very uh googly question i would say <laughs> i really wish that you had asked me about uh when i'm going to start my institution either mbas or training institution that i would like to set up physical physical institution i oh. right now i'm going across to organizations and training yeah. in their homes so maybe that would have been a good question to ask that would have challenged me to think about my a medium to long term goals so that would have been a good question oh fantastic yes so <laughs> are you first of all are you planning to start one and i i i get a feeling yes so when <laughs> i i would definitely like to start where people come stay there for some time and go back much more empowered than they walked in hmm. i would definitely like to start something so let me share another thing with you avinash uh, i what i call as the journey of our personal and professional lives it's like a tree mm-hmm. or it's like a high rise building we are building the next story of the building we are putting another brick there are another shoots in the tree that are coming so how do we make them strong so my way of looking at it is that to make a tree strong or a building strong the foundation needs to be strong mm. and i always work on the foundation mm. i know that people have capability to build structures if the foundation is strong so my whole work revolves around how do i help people to create their own foundations very strong and that's that's not an easy thing to do because uh, again as we were discussing earlier conditioning happens very fast mm, so yes the reconditioning is what is the challenge right right so so in, with with that in mind are you planning to when you focus on the foundations are you saying would it be for even school students or graduates or you know people who are at work like are you are you looking at some particular age class to try and get that as early as possible to focus on the foundations so there are there are two uh, dimensions i my uh, goal one of the goals will always remain to work for the corporates hmm okay that will always remain because uh, that's what initiated my journey after i moved out of my job scenario hmm so i'll continue with that second is i'll start doing some bit of work in fact i've already started uh, doing that some bit of work for colleges to begin with colleges and even the teachers in the colleges professors in the colleges 
nice so how do we how do we make uh, the education interesting and inspiring yeah yeah no fantastic i mean i i i love what you're saying because that's that's one of the main reasons i started the podcast as well because that's that's my way of of passing this information so it's really good to hear that more people are doing it <laughs> right right true 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 awesome and that's how we got connected no yeah exactly <laughs> frequencies match exactly yeah. uh, vikram this has been fantastic uh, this th- thanks a lot for your time I-, i know it's really late for you so i don't want to keep you up for too long as well is there is there any any final words that you would really want to you know put out there uh, the final word would be for if uh, we are talking about the student community mm. uh, i would say that to the students start believing in yourself much more than what you are doing currently nice because your your belief in yourself is going to drive your entire life and if you can strengthen them at this stage it will be easy because otherwise these same beliefs start obstructing in the life in different forms and situations so start believing in yourself more that will be my final message to students yeah awesome fantastic vikram this has been amazing thanks a lot for your time and and yeah i mean how how do people know more about you and how do they get in touch with you if they have any questions so uh, one is uh, youtube channel great what uh, do they, what do they search for they can search it by my name vikramaditya dukal cool uh, that was the name that you took right in the beginning yeah then uh, i have a website uh, i can share with you my website address and uh, shall i speak it out or it can be published also in some way yeah of course i can put it in the show notes uh, so yeah it ah. definitely go in there but if you want to mention it you can just mention it now so it is abhivyaktitraining.com cool abhivyaktitraining.com so that's the website i have a facebook page by my name vikramaditya dukkal i have a twitter account with the name vikramaditya dukkal great so these are so many ways to connect in today's world yeah exactly so yeah and and we'll put all this in the show notes so no right, no worries right. in that right. vikram fantastic thanks a lot for your time today thank you my pleasure my pleasure is there right. anything else i can do for you it will be great perfect perfect thanks a lot take care yeah. my pleasure right Thank you for listening to the MBA Jam. Now it's time for you to take action. Head over to the mbajam.com to listen to more episodes and discover great resources.